be in the house of the Lord today. Let's give Jesus a great hand clap of praise right now. And somebody just shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Jesus, I love you today. God, you are awesome in our lives. You're awesome in this house. We've come with expectancy in our hearts and our spirits, God, because we know that you are here. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. What a joy it is to be here today. We dearly love and appreciate your pastor and his wife. And you won't find any finer people than Brother and Sister Buford. And uh, it was my honor to be part of his life and still be a part of his life. And we're just thankful for what God's doing right here at O'Fallon in Lighthouse Church. And what God's doing was confirmed today in my car. There was a voice that spoke to me. It was an audible voice when I pulled into the parking lot. And it said, you have arrived. I heard it with my, my own ears. It was an audible voice. It was my GPS that I'd set to get here. And when I pulled in the parking lot, it told me, you have arrived. I feel that way when I come into the house of God, that I have arrived at a place of blessing, a place of outpouring, a place of impartation. We're not here just to see each other, but we're here to connect with an almighty God. And he is in this house today. I was reading the 100th Psalm around January 1st. And the verse that we've quoted often, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, jumped out at me like never before. Of course, the 100th Psalm was sung as a worship song on their way to Jerusalem to worship at the temple. He said, enter into his gates, plural, with thanksgiving and into his courts, plural, with praise. That tells me that there was more than one gate, there was more than one court that God wanted them to go into. It would have been a sad thing if they had journeyed all the way to Jerusalem and went through the gate of Jerusalem and just stopped right there and said, man, isn't this awesome? Without ever going to the gate of the temple. It would have been a sad thing if they would have just gone to the court of business and the court where they were selling things and said, man, we're in Jerusalem. Isn't this awesome? Without ever going into the court of the presence of God. There's a lot of people today that are going to make it through the gate of the church, the door of the church, but they're never going to make it through the gate to where God wants them to be. They're going to make it into a court of fellowship, but they're never going to make it into a court of fellowship with God. But I think that's different here today. Because we haven't come just to come to church, but we've come to receive from God. And we've come to walk into His presence. Is anybody hungry to hear from Him today? Why don't you lift your hand right now? Why don't you pray that prayer to Him? Hallelujah. Because He's here today to touch you. He's here today to help you. Hallelujah. He's here today to speak into so our life. Faithful, so constant. So loving and so true, so powerful in all you do, you fill me, you see me, you know my every move, you love for me to sing to
tonight this is forever this is forever your goodness is forever your mercy is forever Somebody say she was helpless. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. There's power in the word of God today. Hallelujah. There's power in the word of God today. Hallelujah. We've all come under attack. We've all had the enemy presently or at times chasing us trying to destroy us, but I'm thankful for what the Word of God is able to do in our lives. Woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately, somebody say immediately, she was made straight and glorified God. I want to preach to you this morning from this title, Helpless But Not Hopeless. Helpless but not hopeless. Jesus, I thank you for your presence that's here today. I thank you, Lord, for those that have gathered into this house. Lord, I pray your blessings upon, Lord, this word. I pray that it would impact our hearts and change us, Lord, and that we could walk away free and impacted by your word and your spirit. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. You may be seated. We live in a self 
self-help world. There are at least 3.8 million do-it-yourself videos on YouTube alone. How many have ever gone to YouTube or something like YouTube to find a video on how to do something, how to make something, how to fix something? Several years ago, my wife and I bought a house, and it was a house that had been repossessed, needed a little bit of work, a little TLC, a little elbow grease. So my wife announced to me, she said, you know what, I think those cabinets really need to be refinished. Well, I don't know how to refinish cabinets. So I immediately had doubt in my heart. And then she said, well, I'm going to find a video on YouTube and watch how to do it, and I want to refinish the cabinets. So I told her, I said, well, that's fine with me under one condition, that whatever they turn out to be, that's what they're going to be. watched a YouTube video and she started taking the knobs off and putting them in little baggies and like labeling them and all the kind of stuff that I would never do and numbering, numbering them and putting numbers on the doors and taking everything apart and I'm just like, oh Lord, help us. And it was incredible when she finished, the cabinets looked awesome. So a few months later, the dryer quit working. And I decided, you know what, if my wife can watch a YouTube video and refinish cabinets, surely I can watch a YouTube video and fix that dryer. And so I found a video on YouTube and I uh, ordered the part that I thought I needed and I got my tools together, got my screwdriver, my, uh, my socket sets and, and my hammer, which is my favorite tool, because if you can't fix it, you just destroy it. Buy a new one. And I, I started working on that dryer, and I, 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 I got all finished, and I called my wife. I said, come down here. I want to present to you my project. And she came down, and she gave it a really weird look. And I said, now, don't, don't judge it yet because it will dry close. But unfortunately, I had busted all the clips on it, so I had to take some camouflage duct tape and duct tape the front of it back on. It didn't look too good. You know, there are some things in life that YouTube can't fix. Sometimes life brings a brokenness that duct tape, bailing wire, and super glue can't put back together. Satan, sin, and circumstance would, all, would put all of us in the same condition that we find this woman in who had a spirit of infirmity bowed together for 18 years and could in no wise lift up herself. The enemy would like to see all of us tormented, oppressed, and afflicted. That spirit of infirmity will render you incapable of looking up. It will prohibit you from seeing God's plan in your life. It will paralyze your ability to restrain corrupt desires and your proclivity for sin. But there's one thing that a spirit of infirmity cannot do. A spirit of infirmity cannot keep you away from the invitation of the master to come near so that he might help you. Hallelujah. I'm here preaching today because I believe in the power of the God that we serve today to change any life, any heart, any circumstance because I've seen him do it time and time again. 
Hallelujah. I remember Teresa who came on a Sunday morning. I had never met her before. I didn't know her circumstance, but I looked back in the altar service. She didn't come to the front, but she sat about here to my left. Her husband sat next to her, and he didn't seem too interested in God, but she something was going on in her heart. Something was going on in her life, and, and I watched her lift her hand to the Lord, and tears began to stream down her face, and I walked down the, to, in, in front of her, and I just kind of laid my hands on her and, and, and in a moment I began to hear her speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Hallelujah. I didn't know if she had the Holy Ghost before. I didn't even know her story. But then something else happened. All of a sudden she let out a shout and, 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 and said, I, I'm healed, I'm, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. And I didn't know what she was healed over, but I saw her husband begin to cry and he stood up and he began to look at her. And I, I, I leaned over to him. I said, can you tell me her story? He said, well, she was in a car accident about a year ago and uh, she destroyed all the bones in her arm. She has no strength in her hand. She can't move her bones. Her bones are, have, have been fused together. But when God began to move, something happened and it popped in her hand. And all of a sudden, she started moving her hand back and forth. And she said, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. Hallelujah. I believe that he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. If he healed back then, he can heal today. If he delivered back then, he can deliver today. Hallelujah. With tears streaming down her face, she said, Preacher, I don't know why God would do this for me. I don't deserve what I'm feeling right now. I don't deserve a miracle in my life. I told her, I said, Well, Teresa, neither do I, and no one, neither does anybody else that's in this church today. But that's the love of God. That's the goodness of God. That's the grace of God, it's his unmerited favor and if you'll just walk in it and love it and let God help you God has big plans for you hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. When Jesus shows up at the house, Jesus comes with plans to save. Jesus comes with plans to deliver. Jesus comes intending to touch us and to change us and to challenge us to be everything that we can be in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He was there that day. He was teaching in the synagogue Hallelujah. I'm glad that this is a different story than the one in Luke chapter 4 because in Luke chapter 4 he shows up at a, at a synagogue and he declares that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the good news. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to see the brokenhearted touched and, and, the, and the blinded eyes healed and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. But, but they just sat there and said, well, isn't this the carpenter's son? And he could do no mighty works there. And finally they drove him out of town hallelujah but he's in another place he's in another setting where there's somebody that needs a miracle there's somebody that needs a breakthrough there's somebody that says I'm desperate for a miracle there's somebody that says I've been dealing with some stuff all week I've been going through some pain I've been dealing with some mental anguish there's been a spirit of infirmity that's tried to rob me of my faith rob me of my joy rob me of my desire to live for God and I need deliverance today. I need help. I need God to help me today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've all been, we've all felt that icy stare of that spirit of infirmity. We've all at 
Heinz felt its greasy tentacles upon our life trying to grab us and pull us into its grasp. Hallelujah. There she was, 18 years. I wonder what happened 18 years ago. Did you fall? Was, was there an injury? Was, was she hurt at the hands of somebody else? Somebody she trusted that, 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 that inflicted pain upon her life and upon her emotions caused that affliction to come? Or was it an apostolic expense? I, I, I really don't know. But something happened 18 years prior to where she became bowed together and she couldn't lift up her head and she couldn't look you eyeball to eyeball. Uh, but she was, she was bowed together. This daughter of Abraham was afflicted. This daughter of Abraham was carrying a heavy load. Hallelujah. But she made it that day to the synagogue. If anybody would have had an excuse to stay home, I think it would have been her. If anybody would have had an excuse to say, well, I can't make it today, I, I think it would have been her. But somehow she got herself physically to where Jesus could do something in her life. Hallelujah. Can I get a testimony today of those of us that there's been times in our life when we've had that same spirit of infirmity. We've had that heaviness in our spirit. We've had that heaviness in our body. We've had that situation in our life. We've had that dark cloud of depression upon us and anxiety upon us, but we just made ourselves get to the presence of God. We made ourselves go to Sunday morning. We made ourselves get down and pray. We made ourselves go to ladies' seminar or youth camp, but all of a sudden the words start coming forth and all of a sudden faith began to rise in our heart and Jesus did something in us that changed us forever. Oh, somebody thank the Lord Jesus right now. Somebody praise him right now because he touched you. He touched me. He helped us. infirmity will try to convince you that you have to help yourself and that if you can't help yourself then there is no hope There's something about that spirit of infirmity. It'll, it'll play tricks on your mind. It'll play tricks on your spirit. It'll try to convince you. You've got to figure it all out. You've got to have the strength in yourself. But my Bible tells me that his strength is made perfect in my weakness. Hallelujah. Some of us need to have a, just have a revelation and a declaration that I am weak, but he is strong. I can't do it in, on my own. My righteousness is as filthy rags, but let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about his love. Let me tell you about his grace. Let me tell you about what Jesus is able to do. He can heal me. He can cover me. He can forgive me. He can bless me. He can do what I I cannot do for myself. 
this self-help age, we condemn ourselves because we don't have the strength. We condemn ourselves because we can't figure it out by ourselves. We push ourselves away from God because we don't have all the answers. Hallelujah. When Jesus is saying, why don't you just admit it? Why don't you just come clean? Why don't you just come to me and say, God, I've got to have your grace. I've got to have your help. I've got to have your strength. If I'm going to make it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. From the pulpit to the pew, we've all dealt with the spirit of infirmity. We've all dealt with that lie of the enemy that says, oh, you don't have what it takes. You're helpless. You're always going to be helpless. And because you're helpless, you are also hopeless. Hallelujah. But I'm so thankful for Jesus today. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for Jesus today. I'm so thankful for his love. I'm so thankful for his grace. I'm so thankful that he makes up the difference in our life. Hallelujah. Can you just lift a hand right now to Jesus and say, Lord, I thank you for your grace. Somebody just needs to declare his strength is made perfect in my weakness. Hallelujah. I am helpless. Woe is me, Isaiah said, for I am a man of unclean lips. I, I dwell among people of unclean lips. Lord, I'm undone without you. But if you'll take a coal off the altar, hallelujah, there's hope for me. Yes, I'm helpless, but I am not hopeless. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for the grace of God that makes up the difference. Things in our lives that God wants us to have spiritual blessings. He wants us to make us sit together in heavenly places, but we sometimes we, we walk to the counter with blessings and favor and desires and ministries. Like that little kid who's picked a toy up and he's with his, his favorite aunt or uncle and, and he says, I'd like to have this, but I've only got this much money. And that favorite aunt or uncle or grandma or grandpa says, You know what? I'll make up the difference. We come to God on a Sunday morning and we lift up things that we would like to have. Lord, I want to live in joy. I want to live in your favor. I want to live in victory. But when we compare it with what we have to offer, we can't afford it. But then Jesus steps up to the counter and says, I've paid the price so you can have it. I've paid the price so you can walk out those doors today different than you came in. I paid the price so you can walk out healed. I paid the price that you can walk out delivered. I paid the price that you can walk out free from that spirit of infirmity that has tried to plague you. For the last 18 months, 18 years, 20 years, you fill in the blank. Hallelujah. I love what happened in the synagogue that day. The Bible says that when Peter But he saw her first. We might have ignored her. There's that woman again. There's that woman with the spirit of infirmity. There's that woman that's bowed together. The, the, the Pharisees probably would have said, you know what, you don't belong here. It's just for perfect people. But Jesus saw her. Aren't you glad that Jesus sees us with our stuff? Aren't you glad that Jesus sees what's really going on? 
in our life, in our world, in our mind, in our spirit. He knows the wrestling match we're having. He knows the difficulties we're having. He knows what's going on. And he doesn't shun us. He doesn't push us away. But he fights us with love. It seems almost insensitive that Jesus would tell her to come to him. She was the disabled one. She was the one bowed together. But sometimes Jesus will just test your faith to see if you're willing to come to him or stay off in the corner and say, well, I just don't know if there's any hope for my life. Hallelujah. But that's what Jesus wants to deliver us from. That's what Jesus wants something to rise in our heart to say, you know what, I am helpless. But if you can just get me to Jesus, if you can just get me into his presence, Jesus is able to help me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He will test our faith. He'll tell us to go wash. He'll tell us to fill the water pots with water. Hallelujah. He'll tell us, hallelujah, to do various things. He'll tell us to roll away the stone because God wants to test your faith and see if you really can put your hope and your faith in him to do what needs to be done. I've seen too many people miss out on miracles because they were not able to accept the simplicity of faith. They were not able to accept him to simply say, come to me. Hallelujah. Oh, that's too easy, preacher. That's too easy to tell me to come to an altar and allow somebody to lay hands on me. Hallelujah. Yeah, it does seem too easy, but I've seen God do it too many times to say it doesn't work. Hallelujah. Faith sometimes is simply taking that step and just doing whatever he tells you to do. It may seem simple. It may even seem silly. But if you'll do what Jesus tells you to do, Jesus is able to bring a miracle into your life. Lift your hands and praise him right now. Lift your hands and praise him. Somebody let your voice out right now. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, somebody's been dealing with the spirit of infirmity this week. Hallelujah, there's been mind monsters that you've been trying to fight off. There's been things that have tried to push your spirit down, push your life down, push your walk with God down. Hallelujah, but today Jesus is saying, Come to me today. Jesus is calling you out. Today Jesus is saying, I can make up the difference in your life. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. How many in this place know what it feels like to walk into his presence and for him to set you free, for him to do for you what you could never do for yourself? Hallelujah, hallelujah, there's a blessing, there's a breakthrough, there's a refreshing in the Holy Ghost that God has for you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Woman, thou art loose from thy infirmity. Hallelujah, you know what I think happened? He let her, he let her get hope back in her spirit. is a miserable space. To feel like I have to live this way the rest of my life is a terrible place to be. 
to feel like there's no way to change, there's no way to be different, there's no way. I'm just going to have to cope with this the rest of my life. Hallelujah. That's a hopeless situation. Hallelujah. But Jesus said, woman, thou art loosed from that infirmity. Hallelujah. Woo! She wasn't healed yet. In body. But something had shifted in her spirit. I'm talking to somebody in the Holy Ghost right now. Sometimes God has to do something with our way of thinking. And he has to do something with our faith before he ever does something with our circumstance. Sometimes he's got to get us, get our faith to a place where we can acknowledge that there's hope before he can ever straighten our situation out. His power and His ability. Watch out. Because you're, you're a setup for a miracle. You're a setup for a miracle. I may be sick, but I'm going to declare Him to be the healer. I may even be bound right now, but I'm going to declare Him to be the deliverer. Hallelujah. I may be in the battle right now, but I'm going to declare greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I, I, may be, I may be looking at scarcity right now, but I'm going to declare him to be my provider. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, my provider. I'm going to start declaring him as my hope because that releases for God to work and for God to touch me and God to change my situation. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody right now just needs a prayer right now and say, Lord, loose me from the spirit of infirmity. Hallelujah. I've had to pray that prayer. I've had that spirit of infirmity try to, try to so clog and cloud my mind and my spirit that I couldn't see what God was able to do. I was only looking at my own limitations and my own shortcomings and I cut God completely out of the equation. Why don't you put God back in the equation right now? Hallelujah. And say, God, you're able to heal me. God, you're able to help me. God, you're able to work in a way that I can't even imagine. God, this time tomorrow, hallelujah, things could be different than they are right now. Hallelujah. Why? Because I'm serving the provider. I'm serving the creator of the world. I'm serving a God who's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Hallelujah. He said, woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And then he laid his hands on her. He laid his hands on her. And immediately, if I say immediately, she was made straight. Hallelujah. 
It's not enough just to let him loose the spirit of infirmity. You've got to let him touch you. You've got to let him reach into broken places into your life. You've got to let him reach into hurting places in your heart. He won't hurt you. He won't disappoint you. He'll not leave you high and dry. People have failed you, but Jesus will never fail you. And you can put on a front and you can try to act tough, but you're dealing with a spirit of infirmity and you come to synagogue week in and week out, but you're not free. You're living, amen, in a place of freedom, but you're not free yet. I want you to be free. He wants you to be free. Hallelujah. He wants you to leave victorious. He wants you to leave in faith. He wants you to leave in hope. Hallelujah. Oh, let's pray right now. Let's pray right now. Jesus, break every yoke. Jesus, break every yoke. Jesus, break every yoke. Jesus, deliver us from the spirit of infirmity. Jesus, touch my heart. Touch my life. Touch my emotions. Touch my mind. Touch my body today. Pray right where you're at right now. Somebody call upon God right where you're at right now. In the name of Jesus, I speak freedom. In the name of Jesus, I speak healing. In the name of Jesus, I speak victory in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Two weeks ago, I was preaching, and I'm closing. And uh, there was three or four hundred people where I was, and I prayed in the altar, and I, I walked over here, and one of the saints was walking down the aisle with a lady, and she brought her right here. And she said, today is Shirley's first Sunday at our church. Shirley said, Preacher, how did you know what I was going through? I said, Shirley, I don't know what you're going through, but Jesus does. So whatever Jesus said through me, that's Jesus talking to you. That's not, I, I don't know you. You don't know me, but Jesus knows, knows everything about you. And I said, Shirley, let, let that build your faith that God's going to do a miracle for you right now and today is a new day and things are going to be different from this day forward I'd like to tell you I laid hands on her and she spoke in tongues and fell out the floor and, and spread wings and flew around the building that didn't happen in fact I don't even know what she prayed for I just, she bowed her head. I prayed, she prayed, she cried. She said, oh, my life's in a mess. He can help you with your mess, Shirley. Pastor called me this week. He said, let, he, he, he said, let me tell you about Shirley. He said, Shirley was a first-time guest. He was out of town that day. I was covering his church for him. He said, Shirley was back at church Sunday. Shirley told me, she said, preacher, I had three prayers I prayed in that altar. My brother is a severe alcoholic and I asked God to deliver him. She said, I'm facing a, a fine that has criminal implications and if I don't pay that fine by tomorrow, if 
I didn't have that fine paid by Monday, I was going to jail. I didn't have any money to pay that fine. She said, thirdly, I'd been in a car wreck and I couldn't, I couldn't pay to have my car fixed. I had no transportation. She said, I prayed three prayers. God, deliver my brother from alcohol. God, help me to pay that fine so I don't go to jail. And Lord, I need transportation to be able to do what I need to do and get to church. Three prayers. First time, yes. Surely. But Jesus, but Jesus, she said, preacher, she said, I got home from church that afternoon. My sister-in-law called, said, I don't know what's come over your brother. Something got a hold of him. And he went to the refrigerator and he poured out all of his alcohol this morning. And said, I'm never going to drink again. Hallelujah. She was helpless, but she wasn't hopeless. While she's in an altar saying, God, you've got to help me. God's dispatching angels to her brother's house to say, son, you need to get your life together. You need to get that alcohol out of here. Because on Monday, she went to the mailbox in rural Missouri. Pulls out her bank statement, opens it up, expecting to see bad news. Overdrawn notices. And she looks at it and looks at it twice and is blown away by two deposits that have been put into her account. Social Security had made a mistake when her husband had passed away. And they had direct deposit into her account two checks from Social Security because of a widow's adjustment or something that happened that they had shortchanged her on. And it was enough to pay her fine, prayer number two, and it was enough to get her car fixed so she could do what she needed to do. And she said, preacher, I'm a believer now. I'm a believer now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we stand in this house, is there anybody that's got a need today? Why don't you just lift a hand to heaven right now? You've got a need. You've got a situation that you need God to intervene in. Why don't you lift a hand right now to the Lord? I'm just asking you to lift a hand right now. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, sir. Don't be afraid, ma'am. We're not going to judge you. He's not going to judge you. He wants to help you today. We want to help you today. God's people want to help you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Here's the reality regarding Shirley. Shirley was a first-time guest, and she probably would have never come to the front if somebody hadn't brought her. And don't ever grab anybody and drag them to the altar. Please don't. Don't ever, don't everybody, don't ever put anybody in an uncomfortable position where they're going to do something they don't want to do. Okay? Everybody got that? But there's nothing wrong with asking, would you like to go and pray? 
or can I pray with you? I've never, I have never one time when I've gone to somebody and said, can I pray with you? We're old, we're not old yet, are we? And I said, can I pray with you? I've never had anybody say, no, you can't pray with me. They've all said, yes, you can pray with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Here's what I want us to do right now. I'm not Jesus, okay? I'm nowhere close, but I'm his representative right now. And I'm gonna ask you, if you have a need today, if you need a miracle today, would you step out from where you are and come around the front of this building for a time of prayer? Would you come with hope? Would you come with faith right now? She came bowed together. She came heavy laden. She came with difficulty. She came with hurt. But she left healed. Come on, saints of God. Why don't you find somebody right now that maybe God wants you to come alongside. God wants you to be their friend right now, to be there, be there with them, to to agree together that God's going to work a miracle for them. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 I know that you In the name of Jesus. 